Welcome to Boston's Best, a podcast where you go behind the scenes with financial planner Mark Condon as he asks industry-leading experts in and around Boston to talk about their businesses. Mark will find out what sets these companies apart from their competition and how they have risen above the inevitable challenges they have faced along the way to their ultimate success. And now, here's your host, Mark Condon. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to episode 57 of Boston's Best. The goal of this podcast is to highlight businesses in and around Boston. My guests on today's podcast are Bonnie and Sandy Souza. Bonnie is the founder of Pink Bean Coffee. Pink Bean Coffee started out being tested in farmer's markets in Somerset in 2013. Two months later, Pink Bean opened its doors in Fall River. They now have two locations between Somerset and Fall River. Pink Bean actually just won Best Specialty Coffee Drink in the South Coast Almanac. Bonnie has always had the entrepreneurial spirit in her. Her dad was looking to lease out a portion of his flower shop. Bonnie saw this opportunity and never looked back. She hired a coffee consultant to get the business started. Business has gone so well that they have actually franchised their business model over the past 12 months. That's something you could take advantage of if you're looking into it. Take that, COVID. In this episode, we talk in-depth about everything they have on their menu. There's more than just coffee. They have coffees and teas, of course, as well as smoothies and acai bowls. They also have breakfast and lunch sandwiches and wraps. They've created a place where you can come in and relax like the West Coast style coffee shops, not just the grab and go kind that you typically find here on the East Coast. And be sure to listen to the end as Bonnie and Sandy share their advice they give to someone looking to start their own business, what they would tell their 18-year-old selves, and how they define success in any given year. And so with that introduction, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Boston's Best. Good morning. This week we have Bonnie and Sandy Souza. Bonnie is the founder of Pink Bean Coffee. How are you doing? Great. Great. How are you? Excellent. Thank you. Thanks for coming on Boston's Best. I appreciate it. Thank you Thank for having us. That's really awesome. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Excited to have you on here. I have not had somebody uh, in the coffee industry on the podcast at this point, so I'm excited. To, uh, hey, so we're yeah. the first. <laughs> yeah, you're. Ex- you're I'm, I'm excited to have you on as the first. So before we get into the, the business itself, tell us a little bit about you. Did you are you from Mass? Did you grow up around here? Uh, I did. I grew up in Berkeley. Grew up there. I went to high school in Somerset High School. Uh, ended up graduating at Paul Cassidy in Taunton, but I was at Somerset for a couple of years, and then I I lived in Taunton in that area for the most part of my life. I did go out to California for a couple of years, and that's actually where a lot of the inspiration for the coffee shop came from. Um, oh, really? How so? Well, I was in Santa Cruz when I was. Very young. Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, 20, I believe. I turned 21 out there. And even way back then, they did coffee amazing. Like it was just, it was quaint little shops. And there was maybe three different coffee shops in Santa Cruz at the time. And they were all very different, but they all did incredibly well. But what always stuck with me was that coffee was an event. It was a, it was like going out for a drink would be here with a friend. You know, you go out to coffee. Okay. With someone and the coffee was just, it was pour over coffees and it was strong and it was just flavorful and just really, you know, something to sit and enjoy. And then when I came back here, it just wasn't like that at all. It was just, uh, it was more of an afterthought, something that kind of grabbed on the, on the go. Yeah. Um, so it just always stuck with me. I loved how they did it out there. I loved how some of the shops were. I swear, I, I remember one had a dirt floor with just like house couch furniture, just super laid back and yeah. comfy. And 
you know, you just wanted to sit there because it was so different, you know, and one was a Victorian house that had um, all different little rooms that were done over in different ways. Yeah. So it was, it was, uh, you know, I always find the West coast to be a little bit more progressive than here. We just work a ton harder <laughs> on this side. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, that, that sort of always stuck with me as something that I'd love to do and bring here. Uh, and then, you know, many years later, I ended up doing that. Yeah. So you were, you're out there when you were 20, what'd you do before you decided to start Pink bean. What's the? You know, oh God! How much time do you have? <laughs> All, right, we can, <laughs> All right, we can we can keep it to a small window, I guess. When yeah. what was that moment where you decided to be like, I want to start my own coffee company? Years, you know, this many years later. I've always done a, a ton of different things. I mean, I was paramedic. I was a firefighter. I, you know, I was oh. in sales in many different capacities. But I was in the restaurant industry as well for at least twenty years. Oh wow! Okay. Um, bartending, serving, managing um, in a lot of different capacities. And I always loved that. I always loved restaurant. I always loved serving people. And, you know, I guess that that was just kind of ingrained in me. But I also always had an entrepreneurial spirit and would was not afraid to kind of jump into things. Yeah. You know, so I guess that's sort of what led me to opening the Pink Bean. When I actually got to open the Pink Bean, like in 2013, Uh, it was a friend of mine that I had known in the restaurant industry who kind of had that same spirit as I did. And and I knew that she would probably jump in with me, but it was not at a, at a time that I was like really set and like, I have all my ducks in a row and this is going to be great. And I had all this planned. It was nothing like that at all, at all. It was probably the worst time of my life to even think about starting a business. Oh, really? But it was, yeah. Yeah. But somehow it worked itself out. You know, you just take those little steps and it leads to something, you know, yeah. and then you take another one and you know it keeps going. So what we ended up doing was starting a farmer's market in Somerset to test out our mojo, which is our signature coffee. Okay. Um, and continues, you know, to be to this day. So this all kind of took place because my dad owns the property in Somerset Got it. where the pink bean is currently located. Uh, but at the time, it was just a, a flower shop that he operated seasonally. And he was looking to rent out. There was a little kind of shack on the property. And he was looking to rent that out to make some additional income yep. because he was seasonal. You know, So, right. of course, me with my bright ideas, I thought, wow, this would make a great coffee shop. <laughs> uh, so I call up my friend and I say, hey, you want to come down and look at this and tell me what you think? And... Um, You know, from there, I hired, I found this person listed as a coffee consultant on Craigslist and uh, who he had said he had started up multiple coffee shops. And so I hired him to show me what, how to make what we now make the mojo as. And then I changed it up a little bit, but that's basically where the mojo came from. Interesting. And so the farmer's market started to see people would like this coffee product. Yeah. So we did that and it took off, actually. It, it became pretty popular. And then within a couple of months, within maybe two months, yeah, we were invited to join a gluten-free bakery in oh, Fall nice. River as like a little coffee express. Wow. Uh, yeah. So that was our first storefront, semi-storefront. Right, right. Know? Okay. Yep. And then maybe six months later, we moved to the, the Purchase Street location, 85 Purchase Street in Fall River as a standalone 
location on our own. Wow. Yeah. So it was interesting how it happened. I never, I guess, really planned on if I had been standing at that thought, I would have never imagined where it was going to lead to. Right. That's awesome. Is there is there a meaning behind the name Pink Bean? Uh, yeah, actually, that coffee consultant that we hired, he told us some stories about how coffee is cultivated, how it grows. And uh, so it grows inside uh, a pod that's called the cherry. And okay. then they strip that and then they take the bean out. And that it was like a, it was very rare to find. Usually beans are green, right? They're, yeah. When they're unroasted. Uh, and that it was very rare to find a pink bean. And so, you know, I thought, well, we're like a diamond in the rough. So yeah. why don't we, because we had started trying to, you know, choose names and thinking like the green bean and yeah. yada, yada. So when he told us that story, I said, well, why don't we be the pink bean? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I like when there's some correlation between the meaning behind the name of a company. I thought of it as a, a diamond in the rough and, and, uh, and that's kind of where that, where that name came from. That, that's I cool. Think I think it was. I didn't even know there was anything. I didn't even know there was such an industry or a job as a coffee consultant. I didn't even know. (laughs) I don't even know if there's anyone out there still that (laughs) identifies as that, but you know, thankfully at the time showed up and that's, that's kind of what's happened throughout my entire journey is that when I needed something, it showed up. That's awesome. That's awesome. And you'll have to forgive me from, you know, uh, I don't know too much about the coffee industry and you might judge me because I have an espresso machine and <laughs> I just, I have the espresso pods. I got a double per pod. I throw it in, I push the button, I get an espresso. Now, how different is that than, you know, like organic coffee beans that you have and the different types of coffee? I, I, don't, I know nothing about the industry. I know, you know, certain chains, I know they're different than organic homemade coffee. I just don't know. I just, I guess I don't know what I don't know. I think, first of all, you don't have a barista making it for you. (laughs) So anything, it's like almost going out to eat, like the food tastes better when someone makes it for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like a coffee. (laughs) Yeah. Plus, you don't get our personalities with the coffee. (laughs) So that's that's step one. (laughs) That's fair. I just have my dog sitting next to me waiting for me to wait. Which is perfect. Yeah, it is. Yeah, he's waiting for me to give him a treat while I'm getting my coffee over ice. (laughs) making coffee and how they're different. So the the best coffee you're going to have is, is going to be the freshest. Yeah. Uh, and, and in my opinion, organic, because obviously what you put in your body, if it's sprayed with pesticides, that gets into the bean and right. then that gets into your body. And sustainability for the farms that grow the product, uh, it doesn't erode the land there yep. uh, like, like it does. They have to clear cut fields to do uh, regular coffee. Yep. So yeah, organic is much better for your body, for the environment. And, and personally, I believe it tastes so much better, so much cleaner. And then, so that's the bean itself. And then we have it roasted uh, here at Wareham and we get it with, you know, within 24 hours, I mean, 24 hours of it being roasted. So it's super oh, wow. fresh. Right. And then we don't grind our beans until we're ready to use them, which is another thing that adds to the flavor. So if you grind beans, it's going to start oxidizing and it will change the flavor. So you could have the same beans and just prepare it differently and it's going to taste like different coffee. Interesting. Yeah, it, it actually really is. If you have different preparation methods and you have them in the same line, you have the same coffee beans, you grind it differently. You, It's really interesting to see how different it tastes. So we just try to make sure that we're 
we're finding the bees right before we use them. And our, our process is standard across the board so that we're always having our coffee come out the best that it can. And we do offer the pour over coffees. So like they did in California when I was there, yeah. you know, there they had it pre-ground and they scooped it out of, um, out of a jar just to save time. But for us, we have the beans whole and we'll scoop them, we'll weigh them and then we grind them and then we pour the hot water and it drips right into your cup. So it's literally the freshest cup of coffee you can have. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I, I didn't even know what that was if I'm being brutally honest. Like I, so I didn't even start drinking coffee until I think it was like four years ago. And uh, recently this past weekend, my wife and I were at a brewery near us out in Metro West. It's called Lost Shoe Brew and Roasting Company. So it's a brewery and a coffee roasting company. So yes. it's, it's great because they get you know they, they get business in the morning. They get the you know the beers yep. in the afternoon. So it's a great business model. And like one of the things they offered, like they have pour over coffee. And I looked at my wife. I was like, I don't even know what that is. Like <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> like she's pregnant, so she wasn't even drinking. But I was like, so she got like a decaf coffee. But if I got a coffee, I was gonna try it, but I I didn't. But I was like, I don't even know what this is. So I'm glad. The timing of you having you on here two days later is, is great. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and doing the pour over, it's like less acidity. So anyone that complains about acidic coffee or coffee bothering in their stomach, a pour over creates a less acidic coffee. So that's a way around it. Okay. Okay. And where, where do you get your beans from? You said Wareham down the street? Wareham, yeah. We use uh, Jim's Organic okay. uh, coffee. So we... They source their coffees from multiple different countries and, yeah. and farmers, but they go direct to the farmer yeah. uh, and then we buy from them. Okay, cool. So when we get, let's go back a little bit to when you first opened up Pink Bean. What were some of the early challenges that you experienced? Uh, and I'm keep that list to a couple. I'm sure it's a long, it's a long list. <laughs> like any, any new business owner, I'm sure it's a long list you learn as you go. But what are some of the early successes that you celebrated that you made you realize like, Oh shoot, like we got something here. Like this is going to be a viable business. It sounds like the mojo being a hit was, was one of those moments. That was probably the biggest blessing in starting the bean. I was having something that people identified with shared on social media, you know, kind of got hooked on and came back for. So that was, that was probably the biggest early success. Other milestones. I, I was talking to Sandy about this. Um, before we came on and uh, she reminded me of in the very early days, we were super excited about like making $25 a day. We were like, Oh wow, we made $25. Today, yeah. You know? yeah. And it was literally, I don't know, maybe four or five years before that. I still worked a full-time job while running and developing the bean. Oh, wow. So wow. I, I was always in sales. So I always had like a, um, a sales job that I didn't necessarily need to be in an office for. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, those were those. I look back at those and it's it's pretty exciting. You know, twenty five dollars. We were like, woohoo! And <laughs> yeah. and you know, now the number that we celebrate is so much higher. Right. <laughs> that it's nothing that I could have imagined back then. Yeah. Um, but it's good to take note and to remember those times. You know, and not to let you know just to think, oh, twenty five dollars, what a big deal. But it was something, you know, and yeah. it meant that it was growing. Yep. So that that was a success. And then, you know, the probably the biggest challenge is the the initial friend that I had started the bean with, we had a business partnership and uh in starting the bean, although you know, we got into it like most people do and 
didn't have an agreement written up and, you know, yeah. just kind of did this thing because it didn't seem so big. Right. Well, once we started, we moved to our own location and we started adding staff and then we needed procedures in place and we needed to agree on things like that. It really fell apart quickly. Uh, so then after the first year in business, you know, we had to decide who was going to stay and who was going to go and all that kind of stuff. So that didn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. You know, it, they were it easy. It wasn't easy, but I, I will say it was a, it was a huge lesson. Once all of that was settled with attorneys and, and agreements and whatnot, I ended up staying on board with the bean. And I had, that was probably the biggest challenge because I was left with really nothing. Yeah. And I had to, up until that point, I did uh, product development. So I did the mojo. I did, you know, anything that we sold, I put together the recipes and, and made the syrups and things like that. But now I had to learn everything about yeah. my business. I had to do food cost breakdown. I had to deal with the staff. I had to, you know, get operations in order because they were left completely out of order, you know, taxes and payroll and just all kinds of. Yeah. So it was really really like a boom, like a bomb went off, you know, yeah. and I had to focus so much on getting things back in order. But as difficult as that was, it made me understand every single aspect of my business. Yeah. You know, and, and which is super important. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's probably the lesson is that even if you have partners for one, always have a partnership agreement. And for yeah. two, Always understand everything about your business, even if that's not your aspect. You still have to know how it runs. Yeah, um, I mean, because eventually, a little piece of it, if you know your partner is away or something, that little piece could fall on you, right? So, yeah, again, right. I've I've heard that story a couple times, and I mean, I don't when you're going into a brand new business, like twenty five dollars is an exciting day. <laughs> I mean, you know, you like you're like, why do we bother writing up some sort of partnership agreement right now? And then and then you know, things pick up and then you get busier and then it keeps getting pushed off. And yeah, I get it. it. It's, it's a tough thing to try to balance when you're starting something new for sure. Right. Right. But so I, I would say that was, you know, kind of was what led up to my biggest challenges in the business. And, and then from there, you know, once I knew I could handle that, then the rest of it was just taking it in stride. You know, yeah. it was never, it never occurred to me to give up or, yeah. or to not do it. Yeah. Never occurred to me. It was just like, all right, how are we going to do this? How am yeah. I going to do this? Right. And it just kept growing it. And probably, a, I guess, a milestone and a challenge of one is how much the bean grew. Just in the Fall River location, we, I ended up doing three expansions, three expansions in four years. That's just because awesome. it was getting busier and we needed a room. We needed a room for the kitchen. We needed yep. a room for like a newer menu, equipment, just for people to actually sit and be comfortable. Yeah storage yeah those were late nights and long weekends yeah. of putting flooring down and building cabinets and moving equipment and uh yeah yeah, yeah. but it's, it's it's always interesting though to uh when you have a business that's growing like that to you really kind of have to feel it and know like i okay i don't want it to grow too fast because then i don't want to overwhelm us and yep. get bad reviews yep but I don't want to, you know, I don't want to not grow. So you have to kind of taper it as as intelligently and as you can, right? Uh, without hindering it, yeah. you know. 
Yeah. Uh, so that has always been a challenge yeah. for me uh, because the bean has grown substantially. And then even when we, so it was uh, 2017, it was in a position to, so, oh, so I didn't say back when we first started that farmer's market, it was at my dad's property okay. with the little, with the little shack, right? Where the yeah. flower shop was. So by 2017, the bean had done well enough and was in a position to come back over the bridge. And now we took that little shack that was there and basically raised it up, had somebody dig a foundation, set it back down, strip it down, add a, in addition. And then that is now, so it became a brand new building and that is now what the Somerset location is. Oh, no uh, kidding. Yeah. So while operating the farm location yeah. as well. So yeah. yeah, that one, that one we opened, actually it was, we just passed the three year mark. It was July 22nd, 2018. Wow. Nice. When we opened the doors there. Yeah. That's awesome. So that was, for me, that was a major milestone. You know, I felt really proud that I was able to come back to my dad's property and, you know, be in a position now where the business was doing so well that I could just basically take over the mortgage and he could sell his flowers and not have to worry about anything. You know, so that was of the things that sort of made me really proud. Um, that that was a big one. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's really cool to hear. Uh, so outside of the farmers market, like, how did you how did you market yourself? Was it just farmers market and then organic growth? Like, you know, how did how how else did you market yourself? I mean, you've grown yeah. pretty sizable. Yeah, yeah, we have. It's really been organic growth. That's awesome. I, we don't do slash social media, yeah, <clears throat> social media uh, based on our customers, not really on our yeah. part. We would post here or there, but it was mostly just being tagged all the They're time. Tagging you. Yeah, that's huge. Right, right. And yeah. where's, where did you get that? That looks amazing. That yeah. would go by. And then you would just see like someone tagged another person. Can we go by this weekend? You know, yeah. let's make plans. And it just keeps rolling that way, I think would be the biggest. That's definitely been the biggest marketer for sure. I mean, we do things in earlier days, we did farmer's markets. We continue to do farmer's markets. We got a trailer and, and did them locally so that, you know, we could kind of spread the word on where we were. Yeah. But since uh, Somerset has gotten so, so, so busy, we just kind of gave that up because it was, it's very hard now with COVID and everything else. It was very hard uh, to do staffing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so I didn't want to split our resources into something that was smaller than what our stores were doing. So got it. Um, but, but yeah, in our early days we did farmer's markets, social media was huge. And, you know, now we do do like, we are a corporate sponsor for gnome surf, which is a uh, surf therapy a surf, yeah, for surf therapy. Uh, children with disability, adults with disabilities. Yep. And they do it well, kind of around our area. Kids of all abilities. So I actually am recording his episode next week. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 That's his, awesome. yeah. his episode is, will be out the week after yours. Awesome. Right. Chris yeah. is Chris is awesome. And we love being associated with them. I, I That's not necessarily a marketing thing that we do. We do get yeah. some recognition from it, but but it's just something that we like to do. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, that's so, yeah. But, but Sandy's right. Uh, pretty much the biggest marketing piece for us has been social media. Yeah. And like I told you before we started recording, I, I just, I'm never in the Fall River area anymore because I live an hour away from it. And I just happen to be going to Fall River tomorrow and for a golf event. And 
I mean, I'm going to stop by and I'm going to tag you. And this like, that's just kind of like <laughs> what happens. You know what I mean? Like, right, right, that's right. what happens. It's, it's that's awesome. Yeah. You got to, you got to love the power of social media as uh, the good side of social media. It's obviously a bad side. Uh, correct, too, right? correct. But yeah. the good side, <laughs> yeah, we'll focus on the good stuff. So what's your, what's your favorite thing on the menu? Uh, each of you, like I know, cause it's more than just coffee, right? Yeah. 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 We do sandwiches, breakfast, lunch, we do yeah. smoothies, smoothie bowls. For me, probably my favorite thing, like my favorite item or like my favorite thing to eat? Uh, both. Why not? Both. All right. So my we struggled with this question. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite item, I think, is is actually the acai bowl. And okay. and I'll and the reason why is because it took me, I wanted to uh, to offer them when we were in Fall River and it was something that I was working on developing, but it literally took me a year before I came up with the right process, the right fruits, like the right combination to get in the bowl yeah. that, that we offer. So for that reason, like, and every time I see it, I go, that's a good side, yeah. you know? Nice. So that's why that one's my favorite, but food wise, um, probably our veggie burger. We make a lot of our own, products in-house and the veggie burger is one of those oh nice yeah and it's delicious it's you know our our wraps are amazing they're vegan and they're just a super high quality everything that we use for food is very high quality so yep. when it comes together it's uh it's just really delicious yeah All right what about yourself sandy i don't i mean it's so hard um a lot of the menus menu items i kind of came up with because i was a little bored, like eating the same thing. So I'm yeah. like, well, we put this and this, and then it became an item. And the girls that work there, they're like, can you make that? I'm like, what did I make? I don't even remember. Yeah. <laughs> but um, honestly, I think the one thing that solidified me was just like a simple ham, egg, and cheese. Our deli meats, we slice in house. So they're really high quality. You think boar's head and then go up one step. It's kind of that sort of thing. And then we serve them on like a Portuguese bolo, which is almost like an English muffin. Yep. A little sweeter, but um, I don't know. I just like to kind of keep it simple Yeah. for me and put a little seasoning on the egg uh, with the ham. It's just delightful, to be honest. And I still eat it from day one till now. That's kind of my go-to one. Yeah. I just want something. You know what's so crazy is we were just talking about social media. So I I post the social media posts and sometimes I get behind. Sometimes, you know, I, I forget whatever. So the other day I wanted to post something in the morning and I, I said, all right, let me just post this picture of the Portuguese kid, which is one of our most popular breakfast sandwiches. Which and is egg, pepper jack cheese and grilled cherries. Um, grilled cherries that we also slice in house and it's a local meat market that, meat market that we get the cherries from. That's got my wife's yeah. name written all over it. Yeah. That sounds good. <laughs> Super popular. And, yeah. and this picture just organically got almost 17,000 views wow. just, and I didn't boost it. I was like, oh, I'm just going to put this yeah. picture out there. But yeah, there was so much engagement on it. And, and it's, it's our, it's just the egg sandwiches are, you know, I think that we just try to make everything with the idea of, you know, the customer and the, this is going to taste great. You know, we're going to put a little seasoning. We're going to do it like we would at home right. and, and right. wrap it up nice. And uh, right. Yeah. Cause it's like a fresh cracked egg 
we don't have any microwaves in any kitchen. You yeah. know, someone will be like, can you right. microwave this for me? And we're like, we don't even own one. They're like, yeah. what? <laughs> like, how do you yeah. not own a microwave? I'm like, no, no, no microwaves. <laughs> I can throw it on a grill. Like, we yeah. can heat it up. Yeah. But it's not going in the microwave. So, nice. honestly, egg sandwiches, yeah. top notch. So, when you come by, definitely grab. Yeah, so tomorrow, like, brand new customer. I'm yep. definitely going to get a coffee. Um, yep. I will spare my breakfast on my own tomorrow. So by the time I get there, I'll be hangry. I'll promise you that. But <laughs> I will get something there. What would be what would be the first thing that comes to my mind? Go to coffee, go to breakfast sandwich. I'd say a ham, egg, and cheese. Yeah. Ham, egg, and cheese or a Portuguese tin. Or a bomb with an egg. Uh, if you're hungry. It depends bomb. how hungry you are. I'll be I'll be hungry. I You'll be hungry. Be yeah. So yeah. I would probably say a bomb with an egg. A bomb is Brown seasoned brown rice, the ham that we were talking about, pepper jack cheese, onions and peppers that are sautéed so it's not raw. Yeah, and then throw an egg on that in a wrap with bacon. With bacon. Oh, all right. Yeah, I'm getting the ball all set. I'll get. I'll get that tomorrow. All right. <laughs> Done. Done. Or get and, both. Yeah, and then by the time this episode comes out, I'll I'll share my you know my my Yelp oh, review, my Yelp go. review on it. Awesome. <laughs> so let's get it. We don't have to spend too much time on the negative effects of COVID, but how did COVID impact you? I guess like obviously it had an impact on, you know, restaurants and those type of industries, but how did it force you to pivot? And like, what, what's a positive that came out of COVID? Well, there were a lot of positives, a lot of challenges, but a lot yeah. of positives. And just like I said, at the beginning, when I was starting the bean, you know, it never occurred to me to to just not do anything, you know, to fail. So it was always like, okay, what are we going to do? And we knew we didn't, we wanted, we wanted to restrict people. We didn't want them coming into the store. Right. So I wanted to keep the staff as safe as possible. And so what we did is thankfully we had a a texting service. So you can order online or you can order texting and it's a curbside pickup. So we had already implemented that. It wasn't super popular yet. We hadn't really pushed it, but it was in place. Yeah. And thank God, because once COVID hit, that became the main go-to on how people would order. And in Somerset, we have a huge parking lot. So it was very easy for for customers to come in. Uh, Somerset has like a farmer's porch and it had two windows. We replaced them with a sliding service window. Oh, okay. And then we cut, we cut a, um, we had like a granite a bar granite tower. tower. So we cut a, a section of that out and made it a service area. So we just kind of reconfigured yep. how the girls would do service, made that window a service window, um, really pushed the, the texting orders. We put signs all over outside. We numbered the, the parking spaces so that people would know what they were doing. And and that's kind of how we, you know, we made a service area out in the front where we would expedite orders from. Yep. And, and that's kind of what we did in Somerset and in Fall River. We had challenges where staffing challenges for one. So that store was closed longer. And then to try to understand how to, to pivot that store, there's the way that it's set up. It's really just curbside. So we, we had to have yeah. the girls just come out and bring food out to customers. So I'd say Somerset was definitely. It was open before Fall River was, and it was a lot more popular mm. because it was easier right. for customers. But yeah. but that's that's kind of what we did, and it worked so well. We keep that model. Nice. We changed 
Oh, we changed the service window to now just like call and pick ups pick or right. but we still have our expo center where we expedite from. It makes it so much more efficient for us to be able to service customers in the store and out. Yeah, I bet. So that's that's how we did that. And it it actually it worked incredibly well. Um, and even though we had some downtime, we ended up doing really well for the year. Excellent. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. You had mentioned something about a franchise as well when we were chatting earlier. Want yes. to that a little bit? Sure. So uh, we did, you know, it. I guess it's the entrepreneur in me that, that knows that, you know, when there's crisis, you can either run and hide or you can take a chance because there's opportunity yep. to be had. And so what I did with our downtime is I ended up franchising the bean. I knew we would do well throughout COVID. It was, I mean, albeit it was so stressful and we worked so hard during that time, but the business itself did really well. And we were able to keep jobs for people and, and we have a fantastic staff and they stayed on board and, and, you know, we're super grateful to them, but we did. So we did franchise and we became legally a franchise in mass in October of last year. So that was a milestone. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and just now currently we are working with a franchise marketing company to kind of uh, get things going and to get some units out there. Awesome. So yeah, we got so many requests, you know, we need a pink beat up here or I wish you had one closer to yeah. Providence. I, I wish the list is like miles long. <laughs> Key West, even like Key West, California, Texas, wow. like. That's a way too far commute yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah, that's not just like Massachusetts or New England. Like that's no, like they just the want it everywhere. Oh, right. I went to this place. The pinky would do well there. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. But we're only two people, right? You know, so I don't know how else to say right. yes or no. But so she came up with that idea, and Bonnie's definitely the entrepreneur. Just as a go-getter, I'm more reserved. Like <laughs> we had this conversation this morning, and which is okay. We we're like yeah. yin and yang. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so we do well together. Um, but no, I think it's a fantastic idea. I know that people like we talked about, like people say, "Oh, you have a coffee shop; it must be easy." I mean, it isn't, <laughs> but it is right. once you have all your plans implemented. Yeah, of course. So if we hand you all of our plans and say, this runs, this works well, then it can actually be something that someone else can do. Yeah. With yeah. obviously our help and the whole franchise. Of course. That's, um, that is, I mean, aside from growing the bean and, you know, wanting to see it come to its fullest potential, that was really important to me is that I, I believe the bean is a really good business. It, it's not only just like, a coffee shop, you know, it kind of brings a community together. Yeah. We focus on organic coffees and whole quality foods, you know, no no preservatives, yeah. nothing like that. We make we make our sauces in house, like our chocolate sauce, our caramel sauce. Oh wow. There's a lot of things that we make because I couldn't find a good alternative. You know, I couldn't yeah. find something that wasn't loaded with with preservatives and I didn't want to serve that. Yeah. So we keep our food at a really high quality level and and people can tell that you know when they come in yeah. and it makes them feel good so when you eat the food or you drink the coffee you don't feel weighed down you don't feel heavy you feel like you've had a good experience you feel good about yourself and then 
And then we try to make the environment where people are coming the same. Like you want to come and relax and it be just a really inviting space so that you have the best possible interaction you can have. So that's really what we try to do with the bean. And I've put, I've written down every recipe. I've, I've nailed down like every process and I have it all documented. And going through the franchise process, you know, is just sort of like bundling that up for someone. And, and I'm super excited for our first franchisee, you know, to be like, here you go. You know, yeah. This, this is a great business. Like, and I, I don't say that like with an ego, like, I, you know, there's so many people and sort of kismet events that came into place to make the bean what it is today. Yeah. And I want to share that with yeah. whomever wants to have a coffee shop or to have a business, you know, yeah. it can provide a good luck for you, That's you know, awesome. and you can help a community. You can be part of a community. Uh, so I'm, I'm super excited. Yeah, that. no, that, that's really cool. So what do you see, what do you see for the future of pink bean? Like you end, you think fran- you'll end up having franchises in Texas and California and Key West or like, what do you, what do you see for the future of pink bean in general? Uh, you know, if I, there's one in Key West, I'm working there. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> that wouldn't blame uh, <laughs> I think, you know, it's funny. We, we went over this question um, a day ago, maybe. and we both said the same word at the same time. And we said uh, the word that came to mind was limitless, that it was really limitless for the bean. I don't, you know, knowing the journey that it's taken me on, I ha- I don't even want to guess because I could never imagine that I'd be here yeah. right now. So I'm not going to put my own expectations out there. I'm just going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to go wherever it needs me to go. So I think the bean can do great anywhere. And I'm looking forward to its growth. And, you know, I just need, uh, we just need to to hang on for the ride and make sure that we can do whatever we need to that's required to run it. Yeah, no, that's fair. It sounds like you will. You get the entrepreneurial spirit. I think, I think you'll be okay. I'm always intrigued by this question that I ask people because I think business, every business owner is a little different, but outside of being like physically or mentally incapable of working, do you ever think you'll 100% retire? And just set off into the sunset, or do you think you'll have your hand in in pink bean or something else, you know, passively maybe? So there's going to so be two, two, <laughs> two answers here. <laughs> no, I'll I'd say I mean, as long as the bean was in capable hands, I'd probably go in and help. You know, maybe go visit, help in whatever. between vacations, in between vacations, of or just you know, no, relaxing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at Key West. Yeah. So when I come back up to visit, I personally don't think I would stop working. I think I would just do a lot more like volunteer yeah. sort of yeah. that sort of thing. That's just, cool. You know. Yeah. And I think, I don't know if I'll always be involved with the pink bean, um, but she'll always be working. Some. Yeah. 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 I'm the same way. Oh. I'm the same right. way. I'll always be doing something. Like, oh, no. yeah. That's just, I love creating. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's part of the bean is, you know, creating a space for people or creating something that they're going to love. And, and, you know, when you can do that and it comes to fruition, that's amazing. So yeah. that's, so yes, it's business, but that's, um, that's sort of the creative part of me yeah. and it just comes out in business. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so outside of work, what do the two of you enjoy doing? I know you work a ton, but I'm sure you got some hobbies and, you know, some vacations that you try to take. What are some of the... 
Nobody took a vacation in the past like, year, but you know, <laughs> most of Oh my no, goodness. we'll go camping once in a while. We have two dogs, so we Love take it. care of them, obviously, and yeah. um, keep them happy. We're I like both, running. I like running. Yeah, we're both family people, so we, I mean, enjoy spending time with family. I mean, giving back to the community as much as we possibly can. Realistically, yeah. she's the creator, and I'm just the sap that will help anything and everything that walks and crawls and. <laughs> Yeah, which is yeah. fine. Like yeah. I said, we're yin and yang, so it's exactly. just it honestly works. we spend a lot of our, our time at home. Like whatever free time we get, we spend yeah. a lot of our time at home. We did a lot of renovations here to make it like super relaxing and just have yeah. a moment. So we don't do a ton of travel. We do some uh, camping. We have a camper, and we'll go do that. But we've spent a lot of our time developing the beam and yeah. uh, getting it to where it's at. So. Yeah. So the free time we have is pretty yeah. much here. <laughs> no, that's fair. I, I think that the most important question of the interview uh, right now is what kind of dogs do you have? <laughs> <laughs> so we adopted two dogs, both from Alabama. Yeah, they're yeah. rescues. Both rescues. Uh, one is a chocolate lab. Chocolate lab and like terrier mix. And then the other one is, is a big goof. He's a big uh, he's, he's like, like a 80 pounds black lab slash sloth <laughs> <laughs> that will take over the couch, the bed, your lap, your car. Yeah, it's okay, that's awesome. But no, they're yeah, great dogs. dogs. They're good dogs. How old are they? And two and two, two and two and a half. Yeah. Okay, so young, young. I have a 13 year old chocolate lab. I've had him. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've had him since he was nine weeks old. So he's oh yeah, yeah. he's my he's the boy he's the man he's my boy. Love him. Yeah, so, had to ask. Had to ask. They're amazing. Yeah. So last few questions that I like to ask every every guest on Boston's Best is the first one would be, what advice would you give someone looking to start their own business, any business, not just doesn't have to be a coffee business, but like first thing that comes to mind that you think would be helpful for someone. Uh, first thing that I would say, good for you, congratulations. I, yeah. I but I think. I think the thing that's important is um, you can always ask people what they think or for advice. You always want to be open to learning, but any decision that you make to move your business in a direction should always come from you, should not ever come from anyone else. You should make sure that that feels right to you and for what your business is. And that's the direction you should go in and don't let someone else's opinion sway that. Yeah. I think that's a good answer. A lot of people are easily swayed, especially like if you're new to a business and you're trying to figure things out and you're not 100% sure and exactly what to do. I think you can be easily swayed, you know, persuaded by other people. So I think that trust your gut. I think that's a really good, yes, really good piece of advice. So second to last, if you could tell your 18 year old self one thing, what would you tell her? (laughs) I would, I would tell her, don't drive that fast all the time. Those tickets are not worth it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I would say uh, you don't know as much as you think you know. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. Open your ears and listen more. And that's, you know, I don't know. That's kind of, yeah. that's kind of it because I, I had a, I went cross country when I was 19. I had always that sort of spirit that I would do just anything. Yeah. So I wouldn't change that. But no. I, yeah, I probably, um, I probably maybe not be as, I don't want to say arrogant, not arrogant, but 
no. not think that I knew as, as much yeah. as I did. Yeah. And I think, I think that's kind of happens. With, I mean, I probably thought the same way when I was 18. I look back now, I'm 37. Like I was an idiot when I was 18. Like, I, you know, like, <laughs> I didn't know anything. <laughs> you know, you, gra- you graduate high school, you think you're on top of the world and you realize like, all right, I mean, that's, that's I got nothing. Yeah, that's, I don't absolutely <laughs> nothing. But like you, you don't realize that until life experience along the way teaches you like, oh, well, that was stupid to do 10 years ago. You know, it's just, it is what it is. It's part of, you know, just growing up, I guess. But um, so yeah, I would definitely also say it's just be open open to possibilities yeah oh this is cooper hey cooper we got a puppy visitor he just woke up from his nap cooper (laughs) what would you tell your 18 weeks old self not to be so anxious yeah (laughs) (laughs) ah dogs are the best all right so last question i'll let you uh two off everyone has a varying depiction of what success looks like to them so how do you how do you two define success i'll go first for me it's uh well, it's probably two different ways. So, so the first and most important way is for how can you, can you create something? Can you, you know, contribute something uh, that helps people and, yeah. and how much can you help society, people? How much can good can you do? That's a very important level of success for me. And then, and then obviously, like if I'm gauging myself, it's, it's being able to create a life that's comfortable for you to live, that you can support yourself, that, you know, yeah. meets your, your monetary expectations. You're not, you know, struggling. Right. Um, yeah. So, so both of those are important to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you need, yeah, you need the, like, you know, I think when I first asked this question, I, in my head, it was like a monetary answer that I was going to receive. Um, but majority of the questions, it's not you, of course you need money to survive, right? Like, you're not, Correct. you're not, you're not starting a business. Like you're not, you're not starting a charity, right? You're starting a business because you want to work for yourself and create the income and, you know, live your lifestyle, but you need obviously to make money to get by. So I think, I think it goes hand in hand. I think it's twofold for sure. What about, what about yourself, Sandy? Um, I feel the same way. Like I think success business wise is seeing customers coming back time and time again and bringing a friend and, you know, saying like, I I remember their name. They know mine. I yeah. know their coffee. Like it's that community dynamic. You know, we have customers that if it for a chance like rains really quickly, hey Sandy, grab me a rag. I'll wipe down the tables. Like yeah. that to me, like who does that? Right. You know, like that. They love the bean as much as we love the bean. Yeah, that's awesome. So that's awesome to see. And then, but personally, it's just you know, being comfortable, being happy, living, you know, it's not living an extraordinary life. We're not driving Bentleys. We're not, you know, like it's just being comfortable and humble and always being thankful realistically and, um, and helping those that we can, you know, we've helped staff, we've helped family and it's not just, I'm not saying that because I want that approval or that recognition, but if we can do it, then you know what? They've done it for Bonnie. They've done it for me. Yeah. You know, so it's it's great to give that back to them for sure. because we can. Yeah. So yeah, it's it so so getting to a position that we're able that to we can do that. Yeah. Successful. Yeah. No, I think those are phenomenal answers. I couldn't agree more. Bonnie, Sandy, thank you very much for coming on Boston's Best to promote Pink Bean. I'm super excited for when your episode comes out to tag you and everything. And tomorrow, 
I will be there. Tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow. I will, I will, Thank I will, you so much. I'll write my Thanks Yelp review on, on the bomb. So. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Thanks you again. again. Hey everyone, I just wanted to say thank you for checking out my podcast. I really do appreciate the love I've received for this show. I believe now more than ever, any exposure to local businesses is great for them to receive and I'm trying to do my part. If you are a local business owner or someone you know in the Boston area that would like to be featured on the podcast, please email me at bostonsbestpodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, please follow this podcast. It's available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. You can also find us on Instagram with the handle at Boston's Best underscore podcast, as well as Facebook at facebook.com backslash Boston's Best podcast. Again, I truly appreciate the great feedback for this show and stay tuned for each new episode every Friday at 8 a.m. Take care.